0: Welcome to the QChat Business Podcast, hosted by the Quincy Area Chamber of Commerce in partnership with Town Square Media.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Episode 5 of the QChat Business Podcast. I am your host, Jared Jones, Membership and Marketing Manager for the Quincy Area Chamber of Commerce. And joining me today is my esteemed guest, Mr. Payne Schoen. Welcome, pal. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, Payne, knowing you personally, it's a little hard for me to sum up everything great about you because of my bias, but can you tell our listeners a little about yourself?
0: Yeah. So I am not a Quincy native. I moved here, I think I'm going on eight or nine years now. I married a Quincy native, and as I tell everybody, I definitely outpunted my coverage with that one. So I'm (laughs) I'm glad to be here in Quincy, and it's been a great and incredible community. I came from Boston. I grew Mm -hmm. up in the, the Midwest in Indiana. Then I moved to Boston for about five years out of college and moved here and, and just was blown away by the similarities of Quincy to the small town community that I grew up in, despite being much, much larger.
1: Getting to know you a little bit more for those who may not, um, I want to focus this podcast as a year of reflection. What were some of your most challenging learning moments for yourself in this last year and what made them so?
0: Yeah, my most challenging learning moments was during this year of unprecedented circumstances and happenings. Just keeping the perspective was was very important to me and and at times very challenging because you can get sucked in at least I can to the the scrolling on social media and and sometimes the the negativity or or just different views that may or may not be substantiated so being able to keep the perspective and 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 be really intentional with the people that I surround myself with and and those who I allow to speak into my life one of the greatest things that's happened to me over this past year is is having the opportunity to be a part of and facilitate a, a mastermind group with six other individuals and we started Our group back in January, and it's something I had wanted to do for quite some time and finally got the courage to do it. It was incredible to see how really largely seven, six strangers came together and embodied the concept, but then also just leaned on each other through this year. It just has been really amazing, humbling, and and a year for growth for me.
1: You know, and uh, had the opportunity to collaborate and be a part of some of these roundtable discussions. You know, for some who find it difficult to collaborate, what suggestion would you give to a stranger, someone just right off the street? What what kind of influence or what kind of guidance can you provide someone who may find it hard to collaborate or work well with others?
0: You know, that's that's a great question. And, and knowing you On a personal level, Jared, people have different personalities. Some individuals are really good at working solo, and some individuals are really good at working in groups. And that's kind of where we differ. Uh, I am very much one that thrives and and excels in the group think type um, environment. and, And you're one that I've always admired how you can see the bigger picture and, and see what's coming before it actually happens, despite not being able to collaborate or bounce ideas off of each other. But to answer your question, I, I think there's there's a huge need and value to be able to bring a collective together and recognizing that it's not easy for everyone and, and, and really just acknowledging that fact for those who, may rather be solo or work on their own, understanding that and then appreciating that. Because those individuals bring so much value to the table that someone like myself who would rather work in a group may overlook or just be complete blind spots for. It's a learning curve for some, but it's also an advantage for some.
1: Uh, You know, I had the opportunity to host you for the Young Professionals this year, and we talked about turning adversity into advantage. Uh, For you personally, and it may be a loaded question, how do you find advantage in adversity?
0: I've always been a a glass-half-full kind of guy. With every challenge comes new opportunity. And as I, as I reflect back on on the challenges that I've I've faced in, in life and, and just the experiences, I mean, this is definitely an unprecedented one. There are so many people that, that ha, probably I would say everybody's been directly affected at this point by this pandemic absolutely. and some in, in much uh, very hard ways, whether it be loss of employment or or worse, loss of loved ones or just sickness and illness. And so I, I don't want to sound my optimism to sound as dismissing of, of that because it's absolutely Certainly. not. But I just I just see a ton of opportunity that has come from from these challenges and and also i just see some awesome things going on in this community from a collaboration standpoint and and for leaders who have just really stepped into this challenge because one of the things that crisis does is really magnifies leadership for the good or the bad and so What I mean by that is leaders can either step up to the challenge and say, Look, I don't know what the answer is, but we're going to figure this out together, or they can kind of bury their head in the sand and say, You know what? I wasn't, uh, uh, this wasn't, this isn't fair. And so I've been so encouraged with how, you know, our community partnerships from, you know, the chamber to Grediff to the district, just to name a few, have really come together to focus and invest in our community. I've, I've been amazed at how Mike Elby has really stepped into a huge leadership role that this community needs and led the adams county together group and the coalition coalition that that that's really trying to be one voice for the community and the residents here I've just been incredibly inspired by by those and then to you know the smaller businesses that have pivoted well whether it be restaurants who have figured out doordash overnight or To yoga studios, studios that are that are doing classes virtually now because they can't do it in person. Just that that willingness to be flexible is is such a huge need in any. Environment or season in life, but I think it's really been magnified. So turning advantage adversity into advantage. I mean, I think one of the the things that I've noticed the most is 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 how flexibility wins. Perspective is key in it because you got to acknowledge the fact you're in it, but um, also acknowledge the fact that 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 you can do something about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And knowing that you could do something about it, or like you mentioned, you know, saying that. Maybe it's not you, but maybe you can ask for help in a different way or lead in a different direction. Um, you know, as we know, a lot has happened this year. Health crisis, socially, politically, reflecting back. Um, is there anything that you would change about how you responded during this time?
0: That's a great question. Um, That's a, it's a good way of asking, you know, what would you change? What would you do differently? Or what mistakes have you made without actually saying that? So kudos to you for asking that. The, the, the two that come to my mind off the cuff, two things that I would do differently. There have been times throughout this past year where I didn't speak up when I probably should have, uh, whether it was not having the courage or the, um, the, have spent invested the time to really think through a a problem or solution. So I did, I felt inadequate to answer the question or, or speak my opinion, or I just trusted others. I think that there's been a number of times over, over the past year, but also it's probably just one of the challenges um, that I, that I struggle with at times is, is to make sure I, I articulate my thoughts and opinions and do it in a way that it's not, not offensive and, Mm -hmm. and, and um, received with empathy and compassion because I, i'm a very competitive person and okay. so that can oftentimes come off as as cold the second would be presence mm-hmm. um, with everything going on over the last year it's been really hard to be present wherever i am or where my feet are and that might look like me with my kids but all my mind being somewhere else mm-hmm. or the same with my wife or just in, in work and and professionally having my mind elsewhere so making sure that's one of the things i've been working on making sure that that i am 100% present wherever my feet are
1: and you you know you mentioned the growth aspect of that leaders are always looking for new ways to grow or in my eyes, truthfully, good, true leaders are always looking for ways to grow in advance and become a better leader for their organization, their community, and so on. For you personally, when you have grown the most, what caused you to do so? What was that point where you truly said, I have to grow now, I have to do something new?
0: I've always been one who strives for more mm-hmm. and so growth has always just been a part of my life. I grew up with in an incredible family and I had an older brother who was just I like to say all-American and everything. Right. Uh, athletes were uh, af- athletics were huge in our family and I was oh, the second child and always living in, in what I felt as a shadow. He right. was s- such a stronger athlete than than I I was and, and God knew what he was doing when he, when he gave him the athletic abilities, because he was also very humble and and compassionate. So it wasn't as if he threw that in my face, um, which might not have been the case if it was me, but I've always had that sense, Mm -hmm. you know, professionally, it took me a, a long time to realize or figure out how to own and take control of that growth process, playing college athletics, it, growth was always just built into it. And so when I moved from college athletics to my professional life, there was a void for quite a while. And, it, and I didn't know what that void was until I, I got introduced to an organization I now belong to that, that is all focused on leadership and development. And Absolutely. so when I was introduced there, I realized that it was my responsibility to own that and, and be intentional about it. And so that journey has been incredible over the last five or so years as I've really tried to double down on that.
1: You know, it's interesting that you say that it's your responsibility. How long do you think it took you to find out that it was your responsibility? You know, I think that's a, a, even someone like myself, sometimes I forget that, you know, it's not about me. It's about everyone else at the end of the day, especially in the position that I'm in. How long did it take you to find that?
0: If I was completely honest, I think it's something I'm still learning and growing in, recognizing what we can control and what Mm -hmm. we can't. And and focusing on what we can control in today's age is a lot harder. Uh, With with social media and with all the avenues of things that can fill our time, we very rarely pause and and sit in silence and and think and reflect. And and so it's it's been a journey that I've I've it's been a fun journey, a Mm -hmm. a hard journey, and I'm continuing to walk down it, but really getting clear on the things I control Mm -hmm. and the things I don't. And then also putting my value in the things that I can control. It's really easy to put va- measure value in the number of likes or engagements you get on a post on social media or something you know the number of sales you hit in, in your profession. but really that's not a true indication of, of what you're doing. And so th- I think that's a, a, an area I'm still growing in, but recognizing how how important and how healthy it is mm-hmm. and how unhealthy it is to not focus on the things you can control.
1: It is a growing process. And like, you know, like you mentioned, it's, it's, it takes time and it, it takes effort and it, it's something that continually goes on. And I think it's something that there isn't a one sentence answer for it. You know, it's something that you continually have to work on. So as far as leadership, I think that's a great, a great starting place, a great middle place. And hopefully there isn't truly an end place for it because I don't think you'll ever come to a point when you, you have a final, you know, this is what I've done and this is the greatest thing I've done. I mean, it's all part of the process. So yeah, I, I agree with that completely. You mentioned the time in there for you and it leads me to my next, next question. When does time disappear for you? And what does this tell you about your passions and your values? When is something, you know, when the time just flies by and whether you're having a good time or you're not, uh, when does that disappear for you? And what does that tell you about yourself?
0: I, I would say the the answer for the past year has it goes back to that group I referenced earlier, that mastermind group of being able to sit around a table with Six other individuals that are highly influential in this community, and watch them lean in and learn and grow and share perspective and disagree and leave better because of it. I see it's just it's just been uh, it's totally exceeded all expectations I had going into it, and the fact that we're still meeting regularly, the whole group is just just mind blowing to me, but just to see that value from that I receive personally, but also that they're receiving has been really cool absolutely and and, and to see, I think even more so the ripple effect caused by it. So to be able to see those individuals go into the circles of influences they have and share more of it and live into better live into the leadership positions they have because of a perspective, maybe somebody else shared or a new awareness that they gave. So in that environment to seeing people really step up into living their full, true potential is is an area I just geek out in.
1: Passion goes along with engagement a lot of the time for a lot of people. Passion is something that in order to continue to do it, you have to feel engaged in some sort of way, whether it's work life, personal life. If you don't have passion for it, you truly aren't going to give it your all. So that leads me to what truly engages you. And this can be, you know, in leadership development or this could be in, you know, your home life, how are you truly engaged? What keeps you evolving and going and continually to, to be better and greater? It, what at the end of the day is it?
0: There's definitely a intrinsic drive for me to be the best I can. Mm-hmm. and it's, it's cliche to say, but as I look back and all the mentors and people who have just poured into my life and given me the opportunities that I've had, Would be doing them a disservice to not try to live out my God-given abilities to the full, their fullest potential. With that said, there are days that that doesn't happen. So it's a journey, and it's a process, and 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 it's an ever-evolving awareness. I think a couple of the areas. I'm I'm a lifelong learner. I love to learn. I I, I'm very much an extrovert, and I love getting to know new people Mm -hmm. because they just bring different perspectives. I mean, I've really appreciated the opportunity of getting to know you over the last year, and just the value that you bring to the chamber and the organization, and just your unique perspectives and experiences. Are there? There's a bright future. You and I have talked about this. You've got a bright future ahead of you, and I'm excited to to see where it goes. And so that you know that keeps me wanting to get better. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a dad of a, a five year old and a two year old now, and. If you would have asked me ten years ago if I would have had kids, I, 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 that would, the answer would have been no. Uh, I'm so thankful that that I did, and 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 I'm so th- I've got, got two amazing girls. But they, I learned so much from watching them grow and learn, so much about myself, so much about life, so much about truth. I guess whatever truth you believe in, just what life is supposed to be, and you, you can see happiness and joy and determination and frustration and and passion and perseverance in a and a two- and five-year-old better than I think you can in, in some older people. Yeah,
1: there's no limitation there. You know, they don't know the the what-if, you know, beforehand. It's, it's really about the learning experience. So it provides you a learning experience, and it's really interesting to see that. You know, with that work-life balance, what is uh, a few words of encouragement that you could give someone on maintaining work-life balance? What is something that is... It really stuck out to you? Do you have anything, any gold gold words to provide? Patience. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I, I work life balance is definitely a buzzword, and it's a challenge, and it's been a challenge for me. And I like to think of it as a pendulum. It, it it swings, and sometimes it gets out of balance with with the professional side, and then it gets out of balance on the personal side. Giving myself patience and and empathy and compassion to know, hey, you're doing the best you can. But then also reflection on, hey, where are you using your time, and are you using it to the best of of its abilities and and oftentimes if if I was honest and I reflected over a day I, there's plenty of time that I could point to to say, hey you didn't you weren't operating at your max capacity there you can do better compassion patience and and reflection are or keys to trying to to navigate that pendulum.
1: Those are huge keywords, absolutely, in, in many aspects of people's life. So as we close out here, Payne, do you have any last words that you would like to provide our
0: listeners here today? As I reflect over the past year, 2020, it's been it's been a year of challenge and struggle, change and unknown and uncertainty. And I find hope in in this community and in the leaders and organizations I listed a few earlier, but there are just so many other examples of people emulating what I've experienced in Quincy and moving to Quincy and Adams County that people love people here and and I believe that's true wherever you go, but as populations get larger and more dense, I think the connection becomes a little bit more disconnected and So I'm just so encouraged by this community and its leaders, elected officials, and and just all the leaders that the way that they've just doubled down on, we'll get through this and, and, and making sure the neighbor's okay and making sure restaurants are taken care of as best as they can. So I'm hopeful and I'm just thankful in this season for the the people in this community and Absolutely. um yeah that, that's what i would say i'm thankful and and, and and hopeful for 2021
1: well there you have it Payne shown ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for tuning in to episode five of, of the q chat business podcast a huge thank you to town square media who makes this all happen